Welcome to Season 8, Episode 19 of the Annotate Podcast. I'm your host, Ivan Mink. In the room tonight, we have Dr. Kev. Good evening. I'm so very tired. Right, we don't put that in the podcast, all right? Edit that out. Uh, Requiem. <laughs> <laughs> Requiem. Uh, yes, uh, pumpkin noises. <laughs> Give me your best pumpkin noise. That sounds like when it hits the wall, man. <laughs> What it sounds like. It was good, though. And Rekase. Hello. I'm apologetic about the the uh, podcast being delayed. I will yeah, hopefully in, get this one faster out. And in four weeks, people are going to know exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> How dare you be late to editing the podcast when you also work and are getting like your fifth master's degree? What do we pay? No, nah, no, nah, it's just the first. Yeah, we're going to have to cut your pay. From zero dollars to you pay us. All right. First, we're going to go through housekeeping. Then we're going to talk about the new season, which is wrapping right up. And then we're going to talk about news, which I think we actually have things worth talking about for once. Finally, uh, question slash off topic. Well, this is going to be a little after Thanksgiving, but we were thinking we'll talk about food. But it's under hyper-specific conditions. So you get ready for our opinions on that. Try to visualize it. Close your eyes and you listen. Uh, and yeah. Let's start with housekeeping. Dr. Kev, how many dozens of articles did you write for us for free this time? Um, there's a few. So our website, which is medium.com forward slash annotate dash official or annotate.org for short, um, is the website associated with this podcast. There are seven new articles. Um, the first one was written by our contributor, Dark Ether, who's written another thing about Radiant. I'm sure it's wonderful. I've not read it because I've not watched Radiant. I'm not sure any of the rest of us have watched Radiant either. But if you have watched Radiant, go and read Ether's um, like 18th article on that or whatever. Um, I wrote a couple of articles just about the current anime season. Um, so if you want more of my opinions after listening to them on this podcast, then you can go and read those. And then I've also just been to a movie festival in Edinburgh. The uh, Scotland Loves Anime Film Festival, which has been running every year since 2010, apart from taking a short break for the pandemic. So I watched six movies, and I'm working my way through reviewing each one, and I have posted the first four reviews. So uh, Lonely Castle in the Mirror, The Concierge, Blue Giant, and Komada, A Whiskey Family. So if you want to go find out about those brand new films, most of which have not been released generally yet, um, go and have a look at my reviews. I've tried to be as spoiler-free as possible. What I'm is... always surprised by how many film festivals there are in this. I mean, how many movies are in the film festival? It seems like it's always pretty good. I want to see if yeah. there's one nearby here. So, yeah, I mean, this is a this this particular festival is organized by one of the main anime distributors in um, Britain and France. They're called Anime Limited. And they get most of the licenses for all the movies. So if a movie's licensed by G-Kids in the US, it'll probably be released by Anime Limited. And they'll also sometimes get Sentai's movies as well. 
Um, mm. So the 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 it runs for I think maybe ten or eleven days, so three or four days in Glasgow, and then for a full week in Edinburgh. Uh, and there's lots of premieres, so usually this will be the first time that these movies have been shown in the UK, sometimes even in Europe, and sometimes we'll get them before the US do. Um, and some of these movies were premiered in the UK just like a day or two after their premiere in Japan. So if you live in Scotland or the north of England, then it's a, a good way to, to go and see lots of new anime movies <laughs> once a year. If I live in America, is that a good way to watch anime movies? Probably not, um, unless you don't mind chartering a flight or, or you know, swimming a very far distance. I don't think I have that kind of stamina. I can't no. even go around a pool. But that sounds I mean, fun. Yeah, I mean, of these ones, uh, Lonely Castle in the Mirror is already out on Blu-ray in the US. Um, I really enjoyed that one. That was my favorite one. That's directed by the same guy that did uh, Miss Hokusai and Colourful, a guy called uh, uh, Keiichi Hara. So um, th that film made me cry a lot. Uh, the Concierge is funny. It's been licensed by Crunchyroll, so it'll be out on more general release next year. Um, and it's about a woman who works as a concierge in a department store serving uh, funny animal customers. And then Blue Giant is about uh, jazz. So if you like jazz music, that's that's your movie. That's the one that won the uh, Audience Choice Award. So the, everyone had the chance to vote on each of their favourite movies at, at the festival, and, and that was the one that won. And then the uh, Komada uh, Whiskey Family, that's made by PA Works, and it follows up on Shirubako and the Aquatope on White Sand and Sakura Quest. And, oh, what was the other one? Uh, anyway, they're, they're sort of working girl series. So instead of a of a 26-episode TV show, they decided to make a, a movie. So if you enjoyed those other things, or this, this is very similar to that. I enjoyed some of Wait, those. Wait, so which movie did you vote for then? Um, Lonely Castle in the Mirror is my favorite one. No, you don't like jazz? Uh, no, I, I, not particularly, but I did enjoy the movie. That's probably my second favorite one. The the jazz one was my son's favorite. Um, the other movies I saw was a Galaxy Express three uh, nine the movie, which I adored. Um, that's the first time it's ever shown in the UK. I think um, it was a four K restoration and it looked just beautiful. Um, and then the 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 last one was uh, the cinematic version of uh, Tezuka's Phoenix, the one that was recently released on Disney Plus. There's a movie version with an alternative ending. It's not much of a different ending, to be honest. It's not worth seeing it in the cinema as well as seeing it on Disney+. Plus. Would you it's say just... it was more... Go ahead. It says that the, the ending's only slightly less depressing than the Disney Plus version. Boy. It goes from sort of... it... Sorry again. It's existentially horrifyingly depressing to just horrifyingly depressing. One improvement. You... I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> what are you trying to ask <laughs> I just want to say if you thought that it was worth seeing uh, Blue Giant in theaters because we had a chance to see it over here and I skipped it and I thought I'd just you know, watch it when it comes to Blu-ray or whatever it, I, really liked, movie... I actually love jazz and I don't know if that was Yoko Kano on that one but it seemed cool it's not Yoko Kano um, I can't remember who does the music if you look in the article I have listed who the composer was but um, 
Yeah, that, that's a film that's really worth seeing in, in the theatre. It's about two hours long, so if you don't mind watching a two-hour-long movie where at least half of the runtime is extended jazz solos, then you, you, you'll enjoy that. If you don't, it could be purgatory for you. You break anything oh, the entire day beforehand. Mm. Music is by someone called Hiromi Uehara, so I don't know who that is. But the soundtrack's really good. The whole thing's on YouTube. I don't know if it's legal or not, but um, go listen to it. It's excellent. Now we get into currently airing animes. Mm. Okay. And hopefully there isn't like a weird delay that's making me cut you off like this. Uh, let's see. Well, it came to my attention that we have not talked about Pluto yet. That was like a mid-season sort of drop. They just gave us this gigantic drop. I feel like we brought it up, but we hadn't really seen much of it yet. I've now seen five episodes. I don't know how much of you guys watched. Three episodes... That would be zero episodes. Zero, yeah, for yeah. zero for me as well. I intend to get to it this week. Okay. Well, it's probably good that we didn't finish it. We'll just cover some of the stuff that we saw. Uh, I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I really love... We don't really get a lot of uh, sci-fi of this kind. We used to get a lot of it back in the day, uh, late 80s, maybe early 90s, up to the like, 2000-ish. And it's just cool to get this like down-to-earth sci-fi based on Astro Boy, of all things. Mm-hmm. And I, I never watched or read the original Astro Boy stuff. I did play the Game Boy Advance game. Um, but it, it, it's weird having these characters in such a serious tone. I thought it was going to be like overly grimdark, but really it's just kind of like like a procedural crime drama, but with sci-fi stuff. And I just love how they handle it. I don't love that every episode's an hour because it's kind of a commitment to just be like, all right, I'm going to sit and watch this. But for people that binge watch, they don't probably don't really care how long it is. Um, mm. But yeah, I really love it. It'll be fantastic to to be the first few watches on my like fancy sixty five inch OLED TV I got. So go. yeah, I'm looking forward to that. It will look good. They've made a put a lot of care and attention into this adaptation. It it looks great. The animation is very high quality. Um, have has anybody else read the manga? No, no, I don't read no. manga or read. Yeah, reading's for nerds. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the manga's by Naoki Urasawa, who is known for Monster and uh, 20th Century Boys. Wow, it looks like, now you mention it, it does look like the monster characters. Yeah, yeah. They, they've um, really kept true to the character designs. They, they haven't really simplified them or made them more stereotypically anime-looking. Uh, he's got a very distinctive art style. Um, and it's been a very good adaptation so far. The, the manga's eight volumes long, and they seem to be roughly adapting one volume per hour-long episode, and it seems to be pretty well-paced at that. It doesn't seem too rushed, but it doesn't seem too stretched out either. Um, I'm watching this with a friend who's not really an anime fan. Um, I've I've watched other stuff with him before, like we watched a Summertime Rendering, for example, but we're watching this at the pace of, of an episode a week just now, so it's going to be a little while until I'm finished watching it. Yep. But uh, yeah, he seems to be enjoying it, which is good. I thought about mm. recommending it to my father, who's not really into animation. Because mm. he, God, I could not believe it. I was out at dinner with him the other night, and I was talking about <clears throat> the, one, the One Piece card game, as I do. And he was just like, yeah, I, I watched that. I'm like, wait, what? You? And he, he watched the whole live-action Netflix, and he loved it. I'm like, mm. wow, I, okay, I didn't see that coming. Um, and yeah, maybe maybe... Pluto might be a good thing for people who aren't really into anime, but they like sci-fi and some a little bit of weirdness in their storytelling. There are some things about the world I don't really get. 
like all of these robots, they they all eat food, but none of them can digest it. Where's it going? Yeah, I know. What's happening with it? They, they have an eternal. Like they have an eternal reactor that just des- des- destroys it. Or they eat they just, strictly for social reasons. Maybe they just open a hatch in their true? ass and it just sort of slops out. I don't know. Yeah, it's like you know, just like Bender. You know, he, all of his alcohol just goes straight to his reactor. <laughs> oh, okay. If we're going by Futurama rules for all sci-fi, then I, I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's quite odd that there are a couple of little kid characters that are quite incongruous compared to the rest of them because you know there's there's Atom himself and then and Atom's little sister <laughs> randomly. Yep. Um, so it tonally it, it's a bit odd because of that. Um, I really like uh, Gishit or how you pronounce his name. Gesicht. Like, really cool character, like doesn't quite know what's going on in his own mind, and mm. you know we get we get stories like this. Like the most recent one was probably that AI one with a kid with the silver hair and that was okay but like obviously very low budget not quite yeah. interesting or well written as pluto so going from that to this mm-hmm. it's just like oh yeah th- these types of stories are still really interesting when they're done well yeah. if you want to read the original astro boy manga that this story is based on it's in them um, volume three of uh, dark horses released from about 20 years ago but you can still get the omnibus editions of that they're still in print so i think the the first omnibus will have that in it and it's interesting just to see all the sort of little story beats that happen and how they've been adapted into this. Because it's a much shorter story. It only it takes up most of one volume. So it's about maybe 120 pages or something of story that's been greatly expanded by Urasawa. Um, and it's really it's interesting. It's been a long time since I've read the manga, so I don't really remember that much that happens. I'm not going to go back and read it until I've finished watching the, the anime. I do remember this, it gets quite brutal later. Oof. This story is not at all in the original Astro Boy anime, like the very, very it original. Yeah, it it's been adapted at least twice and slightly differently each time. So it was in the 1960s version, it was in the 1980s version as well. I think, did they not make a more up-to-date version even later than that? I think it's in every version that's been animated so far, usually as a two-part episode. Probably not as dark as Udo is, though. Not quite, although the story itself is quite dark. Um, I mean, there there is someone going around murdering all of these powerful robots. Um, yeah, I guess we didn't really talk about the premise other than it's from Astro Boy, but that is basically mm. like that happens, and we they're trying to figure out who it is, and it's a little more complicated than you might think. Yeah, Astro Boy by Tezuka does have some fairly dark subject matter in it. It's not the same as the sort of contemporaneous stuff that like American kids were reading at the time. There were, you know, characters would die, bad things would happen. Um, yeah. I think the general Yeah, Tezuka is- stuff, even when it looked kitty, because Astro Boy, especially now, looks really kitty. His shit was always kind of dark. The, the guy had, like, the guy had some issues, I think, because all of his work is dark. And like Doc said, Phoenix itself is just the most batshit thing I've ever read that wasn't written by Ito. Well, it's, it's just as well that the, um, animated version of phoenix that i just saw recently was toned down from tezuka's original because the, the the original has a woman um having sex with her son and then going into hypersleep and then having sex with her grandchildren and then going back into hypersleep and then having sex with her great-grandchildren um but thankfully that part was adapted out otherwise i think the audience would have just rioted put in a post credit yeah. scene like oh my why is this happening <laughs> Yeah, it's just yeah. The, that hey, the there, whole there, part is wisely cut out. 
there are some audiences where that wouldn't uh, like a selling point. Yeah, they got plenty of other fetishes they can do instead. But you know, he, has, he has all this dark subject matter, and it still looks really, really cartoony. I mean, if you've read any of his more adult stuff, like Apollo Song or uh, MW, I think it's called Moo or whatever. You know, it's it's full of like rape scenes, but these characters are just funny. Like, they just look like they stepped out of Astro Boy. They've all got like funny looking expressions and funny faces, and oh, you know, big googly eyes, and you know, it's just it just looks wrong. That's upsetting. Okay. <laughs> well, I think uh, it's safe to say worth watching. Even though I only still have three episodes left, I'm, it's probably going to be in my top five of the year. Easily my number mm-hmm. two of the season. So, loving it. Yeah. So I just watched the Attack on Titan finale, but I guess you guys already talked about it. Is there really anything else to be said other than what you guys said? Did you like it? Uh, For the most part. Mm. I... Still trying to figure out the whole thing with Aaron having his memories active at all times and all... He's not really seeing into the future, but he's existing at all times, and that makes it so that he has no choice but to murder literally everyone. And eight, I'm sorry, 80% of the people on the planet. The, the best option is just to nod and smile while backing away slowly. I guess so. Um, I did overall like it, and I did kind of like how they had the little callback to... Um, I forget the name of the band, but the guys that did the first few intros, uh, Linked Horizon, they had mm. like a nice new song at the end of the credits, and then they mm-hmm. had the, like, oh, we're just like jumping to the future, and they were gonna have this like little scene. I I like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was you know, animation was top notch as always. The story mm-hmm. wrapped up in a nice way. I don't know how the manga ended, but the movie was pretty good. So. So, how many of Mappa's animators do you think died of overwork during that production? Oh, at least ten. At least. Because. They are falling apart at the moment. <laughs> we could talk about that instead, but it's depressing. Mm. Like, yes, yeah. I want to enjoy Jujutsu Kaisen. Damn it, it's not fair. <laughs> but, you know, each beautifully rendered action scene, you can just tell that at least one or two animators sacrificed their lives to it, um, quite possibly literally. It's just it's awful. Yep. So I'm here, and I I'd hope that they can turn it around somehow, but I don't know. I think the anime industry in general, we all know, we've talked about it many times. Animators don't even make, like, 30k a year. Like, they really don't make a living wage, and MAPPA is, like, an extreme case of that, where they just, they take on, oh yeah, we'll take on every single job under the sun. Mm-hmm. I think this is what happened with Cloverworks. They were taking on too mm-hmm. much work, and they got screwed because of it, so it's like... Well, the of- animators who work for Jujutsu Kaisen were also the same ones that did Chainsaw Man, were also the same ones that did Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, the movie, for which the turnaround time was four months. A movie like that should normally take two years to produce. I, can't, I, I read that too, and I like my brain won't accept that information. It's like, that movie is too good to have been done in less than 50% of the time necessary. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It just my brain didn't process the information. It's like you watch that, and you, there's no way. There's no way. It's not. I, I don't get it. It's too good. The C, the CEO just wants money and is willing to just sacrifice all of his staff in order to get that. So it keeps oh man, it's a good thing that doesn't happen here in America. Yeah. yeah. Land yeah. of the free. Game industry, any industry, really. It's just. just... Mm. You've got such great workers' rights over there. Yep. For hours on Socialism. That. <clears throat> Anarchy, no government. <laughs> Responsible well, government. 
<laughs> I'm excited to see what Mappa does with One Punch Man Season 3. Oh, God, I forgot that they were... <laughs> Google uh, die for my enjoyment. All of it, them. Is that confirmed? Well, they announced it. I mean, did they confirmation uh, that map was doing it? Okay, uh, I believe so. I don't think it was oh. a rumor. Um, I think a while ago. that's how I remember it. Yeah. Okay. God help all those poor men and, and women. And it's chained their desks. I just worry that the CEO of Mappa is going to have one of those like like Julius Caesar type things where all of his animators are going to come up and just they're all going to stab him at once. And that could yeah, I just the hope they finish. Yeah, I mean that happens. It happens. I just hope they finish One Punch Man season three first. Yeah, do it for <laughs> the fans. Come on, guys. It's like I feel bad for those guys, and I'm like, I, oh, I, you I, I your family. I want to watch the show. Yeah, I feel bad for those guys, and I hope and 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 I send thoughts and prayers for their conditions to improve. But I'm still gonna watch the anime. Yep, I'm such a fucking hypocrite. Mm. Uh, there, there is no uh, ethical consumption under capitalism. We wouldn't be able to live with all the guilt. Uh, moving on. Attack on Titan season, uh, the finale was good. Thank God it's over. Uh, <laughs> I remember half the shit. It's like, oh yeah, that character, they were good, right? And you, your motivation was, eh, whatever. Just smile and nod. I have, to, I have to be honest. Like, I read a synopsis of the finale when it came out in manga form, and I read a detailed review with had a synopsis of the ending and that. And, and it, it sounds like complete shit to me. <laughs> it just sounds terrible. Do you remember? We could spoil it. Do you remember how the manga ended? It was kind of the same thing, right? Where he tries to like do genocide and they stop him, but it was kind of a like a, a Kogias plan the whole time. But then there's a tree at the end and all that shit. And I'm like, this sounds awful. Well, in execution, it was fine. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe, you know, in context, when you've watched the whole show, in, in motion, it works. So, and I didn't yeah. watch it, so I'm not expressing an opinion. I'm just saying what it's what it sounded oh, like on paper. Watch I always forget that. Okay, moving on. Uh, I want to hear about um, uh, Ray. Tell me about our dating story. Uh, <laughs> Proton's favorite show. Hey. So, so last episode, I I think I only got I I was like fighting through to the second episode, last of our podcast. And then we, uh, Doc and Gugsy got me to uh, make uh, a channel, like a thread on on our Discord, so I could live blog my reactions. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I was losing it a little bit. (laughs) What a a show. (laughs) Yeah, that that show is crazy. Like, it's the dumbest it's the dumbest dating like like romance show but it does some things extremely extremely well so you say it's the dumbest but remember the 100 girlfriends is out this season yeah but that's like but the characters there react the acting like stereotypes and like anime tropiness this is just like people being dumb like (laughs) like they don't know how to function as a human being it's 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 a show. It's it's incredible. Some some of the twists, <laughs> some of the twists the show has, especially with the like twin sister, who's like the, the fraternal twin sister, who's like 
Oh my god. Oh my god. It's like some South American telenovela. <laughs> it's like, yeah, and then this yeah. happened, and then this happened, and then this happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Reading, like, if you explained in words everything that happened, it would not seem like anime. It's too ridiculous. Yeah. Wait, did but he then, accidentally bang her twin sister? Thankfully. Almost. Oh, that yeah, would almost. That would have got yeah. me to watch it. That's some rebellion shit right there. Like, every now and then, it will come out with a scene with really some quite profound emotional intelligence. And like, oh, <laughs> like, and, then, uh, and, and you, then and then you remember who the people are who are saying these profound things because immediately after they do some extremely dumb thing. Yeah. <laughs> the 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 whole thing about hand holding. There was a whole like half an episode about like this elaborate plan to do hand holding. Oh my god. Yeah. But at least they actually got to it, unlike some anime shows where maybe it'll take it until the final episode before that even happens. So. Yeah, it's this the, the show is like a has a like twin faces. It's it's extremely good in some aspects and then other aspects it's like what the fuck is this show? It's very <laughs> compelling. It's very <laughs> like it's it's one of those oh I need to watch this every week because I want to know what crazy thing goes on next. Yeah. <laughs> it's like gas station food. It's not good for you, but you want it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I still don't know what it's about, but it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> it's about a dating story. I mean, obviously. Oh, okay. Uh, we, we, uh, we've nicknamed it Simp and Bimbo. Um, so it's, it's this like video game simp like well actually he's a live streaming simp who who's a super otaku nerd about everything and he and he is dating this gyaru um and she's a total idiot <laughs> an airhead <laughs> like totally <laughs> like the emotional intelligence is zero like because apparently all of the people she's dated in the past were the worst possible humans in existence. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it's not a sequel to My Love Story, which I like. It is not. No. God, I wish they would get a sequel. I love that show. And he completed the story. Uh, I love that show. The, the, the broest bro who ever broed. Yeah. He helped him learn how to kiss. That was just wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> that scene is so fucking funny. <laughs> That's, it's literally one of the five funniest scenes in the history of anime, I swear to God. They, they, with the fucking cellophane. Yep. You just see the <laughs> big old lips pressed against it. His giant lips. Oh, for poor Suna. <laughs> ah. That sounds like enough of our dating story. Yeah. You, you'll know if you if it's your type of show as soon as you see it. <laughs> All right, that's about it for the season, right? Nothing else to talk about? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Do we, <laughs> we bother talking about Scott Pilgrim Takes Off? Is that actually anime? Y yes, it's no, it animated is. by Science Saru. All right, let's talk about it. I haven't it's seen it. Go ahead. Directed, storyboarded, and animated. Let me know when I can come back on. It's, it's really good. I watched all eight episodes last night. <laughs> I didn't intend to watch all eight episodes in one go, but um, I did because it was so, so good. I think uh, in a chat, I think uh, Tenshi and Gugsy were watching it, and I think Ether started as well, and everybody's been incredibly positive about how good it is. 
Is it the same voice actors as the movie? Yes. Yes, they, they got the entire cast of the movie back to voice their characters. So this is one you got to watch the dub for. Yeah, well, I mean, the, I think the dub is essentially the original version of this. It's the original voice, yeah. All the lip sync and everything matches up with it and stuff. I, I, more or less, yeah. As, as much as any anime matches up to anything. Yeah, that's true. Flames. Um, but have you have you read the manga or seen the movie? I read all of the comics in a Barnes mm-hmm. and Noble. Didn't pay a cent, yeah. and I have not seen the movie. Well, oh, I played uh, the beat 'em up game too. You put, okay. you did like the hardest version of pirating. Yeah, <laughs> the, old, the old sit in the Barnes and Noble and read the whole thing. Yeah, I so, mean, you get out of the house, you'd be active. So the thing that's really interesting about this is the first episode is like the first volume of of the the comic. Um, and you think this is going to be a pretty straight adaptation, and then it goes off on a completely wild tangent, and it's like this is not the comic at all. This is something completely different, um, and it's fantastic. It's just really, really good. I don't want to talk too much about it because it will spoil it. You do, you really want to go into this knowing basically nothing. There's already so much to watch, but. I'll take your word for it. You seem to have good taste. If Rex said to watch it, I'd be like, fuck no. But I'll take your word for it. So, uh, this is going to make it possibly into my top top 10, maybe even top 5 for the year. Um, okay. Because it was so good. If you've never seen any of the Scott Pilgrims, would you recommend watching this or playing through the games or something? No. You should read the comic or watch the movie first. Mm. Because half of what it does is it very deliberately subverts your expectations. Uh, about what it what it's going to be, so um, I mean, it, it'll, it would still be fine to watch it, but you're not you're not going to appreciate a lot of the narrative twists and turns that happen. It's like it they was... had to do that because they've already adapted the story for the movie and whatnot. They're like, oh, we got to adapt it in a different way. You can't just tell the same story again because it's a short uh, story. Yeah, so, I, I've got a feeling. Like, mm-hmm. From what I read, it feels like is this Brian O'Malley basically reacting to his original story? Like he can't, he's coming back. Yeah to his story, and he's like, all right, well, let me do it this way this time. But it wouldn't make, yeah. it doesn't really hit if you had, if you don't know the damn story already. So, yeah, he's, he's sort of iterating and commenting on his own story, and it's like almost like the, 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 the like he's taking a different path with the same characters. If, you know, if something else happened, what would then have happened afterwards? And, it's, and then it, it really examines a lot of the other aspects of, of the characters that he wasn't able to do in the original story. Um, it's really interesting from a, a writing perspective um, I, I clearly he's been thinking about this for quite a long time because <laughs> it, it does come across as very well planned very well considered this is not just a random cash in type thing this is uh, this is all of with equal footing with the original comic I think I didn't realize the original creator wrote it yeah he did yeah. that's pretty good and what's really funny is that there's a character in it who is the clearly meant to be the director of the original movie, um, Edgar Wright. His character called Edgar Wrong, and he directs a movie. Oh, clever! <laughs> and it even has cameos from um, uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. You know, who were in uh, Shaun of the Dead and um, Hot Fuzz. <laughs> Sounds pretty freaking good. All right. Hot Fuzz, right. one of the funniest movies ever made. Because Edgar Wright, of course, directed those as well. So. Yeah. Right. God, I love, I fucking love Hot Fuzz. So, mm. I was gonna finish up Pluto, and then I was gonna pick up, uh, what's the word? Invincible. It's only gonna come in a couple episodes as of right now, but I guess maybe I'll put Scott Pilgrim ahead of that. Have any of you guys seen any of the new Invincible at all? I've never seen that. Oh, really? Okay. 
That's like, like a superhero type thing, is it? Yeah, it's like a kind of a subversion of your expectations of what a superhero cartoon would be. It has a visual mm-hmm. style very similar to the like Superman, Batman animated series almost. Um, but it gets a little dark. <laughs> it's uh, The first season was really good, and from what I hear, the second season, they've only dropped a few episodes, but it's also pretty good. Is it as dark as The Boys? I've okay, so I haven't. Nothing is as dark boys, as the boys. No, it's okay. almost. It's you know what? Maybe. Uh, no, it's not. No, it's not. I, I mean, it's it's violent and gory, but it doesn't have that like incredibly nihilistic edge that the boys have. That is true. There is one character that like her ability is to duplicate herself, and her duplications always die and get like sliced in half and shit. And like, well. Obviously, the character that can do that is the one that gets murdered constantly. But other than that, yeah, I mean, the, yeah, Marvel, Marvel does the same thing with Multiple Man. So. Yep, My Hero Academia him. has a character like that. I mean, they had a storyline in X Factor where the Multiple Man, one of his duplicates, had sex with a woman, uh, knocked her up, and then he didn't know it was his duplicate. He thought it was him. So when he touched the baby after it was born, he absorbed it back into him because it was basically uh, just another duplicate. That's... That is a thing that happened in a mainstream comic book. Ooh. I'm impressed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> X Factor. X Factor, baby. That was, that was a hell of a run. Mm. That wasn't even I... the worst thing that happened in that run. I thought you said you didn't read, but you read stuff like that. I used to read comics pretty regularly yeah, back in the day. Mm. I don't read manga. I have to draw a line somewhere. I drink beer. I'm a man. Burp. Football. You couldn't fake a burp? All right. So I would love to talk about Freerin, Jujutsu Kaisen, Magus Bride, and Spy Family. But we've already talked about all that. Those shows are all great. Let's move on maybe to a tier below that. Have any of you guys seen... Well, I mean, it's it's actually really good. Have you guys seen Under Ninja? One I stopped... I watched the first two episodes and I was like, I can't decide if I like this. And then I kind of fell off it and I haven't gotten back to it. I, I think that's damning. I, I think that says a lot. I think it's really good. I don't know. I think it's funny how they have a very down to earth take on what a modern ninja would be. And there's like some really dumb deadpan humor. Like there's this one part in the latest ep- most one of the more recent episodes as of this recording where he's wearing the suit of art. The ninja garb is just a hoodie that he wears and it only covers certain parts of his body. So he puts like a box over his head and he's just like kind of incognito, but like people are like, Oh, I'm going to kick your ass. But like, they can't see him. It's just a floating box. Like there's no point in you even going undercover for the, just like really dumb stuff like that. Um, and, uh, there's like this, this guy with lazy eyes and he's like super obese, but he's like super agile. And it's like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's dumb, but it's also kind of smartly written at the same time. I don't know. I, I like it. It's all right. No, no, I mean, I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was weird. And I like, I was like, I, this is kind of funny, but it's also very odd. And then like, I felt like I didn't drop it. I just haven't gotten back to it yet. I'll probably finish it up near the end of the season. Mm-hmm. I'm always pro anything ninja. So, Oh, yeah. Well, the funny thing is, one of the story beats uh, is they have like this uh, foreign guy. And he's the speaking, foreign guy is great. I love that part. Broken English. He's like, I want to find ninja. And like, he goes to like the jobs, job office, and like the guy he talks to 
actually is a ninja. Like, there's just so many ninja that it's just like they're everywhere. And uh, I guess I won't spoil it, but stuff happens with him that's pretty interesting. I do like that guy. He's like, take me to the ninjas, please. Mm-hmm. Which is a very American thing to do. There's a there's a one thing where a, a, someone gets their dick sliced off, but they don't show it. Oh. They don't show it. Yeah, it doesn't usually oh. get that dark. <laughs> this one time, like, oh, okay. It was a serial killer that I think they were looking for, and uh, yeah. But yeah, I got real quiet. I watched Dark Gathering, and it's worse than that. So All of it, yeah. You can handle faces that. Faces get warm. It doesn't get super fucked up. It's uh, down to earth enough. You don't have to worry about that stuff happening too often. Anyways, uh, we can move on. I'm very curious about this show, though I'm probably... Or it's, it's a movie? Reincarnated as a Slime, Coleus? How do you pronounce that? Yeah, Coleus is a, an OVA. It's like three episodes. It is set before the last OVA where he... I can't remember what the name of that was. It was something Kingdom. But it was just, it's the same story. Like, he, he goes and gets involved in some other kingdom's bu- bullshit. But because it's set before that, like, this should have come out first. Like, almost everything, that, a lot of stuff that happens here is referenced in that earlier OVA, but it hadn't happened yet. Hmm. You know what I'm talking about? So it's like, why the hell did you just make this first? But it's, it's very, it's like he goes to another kingdom, gets involved in their shit, solves all the problems, and then everybody's happy. But... You know, there's hints to a later conflict, which is just the story that already came out. So I don't know. It's just them spinning their wheels until the next uh, season of Slime. But, you know, if you like Slime, like I do, it's a fun little adventure. He goes around. Some funny stuff happens. He solves a problem using magical slime powers. Everybody's happy. So so you know what's happening. So really, it's just like if you like the universe, it's just fun to see it happen. Yeah, basically. I mean, you already know because of where it is chronologically everything's going to work out like no one's going to die nobody important anyway um and as we saw in that later ova if somebody dies he'll just fix that too somehow this so, is filler really it's really it's super filler it's just they have they at least have the the decency to make it short okay you know it's only three episodes and it, like if you like me it's fun i love the the characters of slime this is why i preferred slime diaries to the original show like slime diaries is like the perfect version I should give that a shot. Oh, maybe. whatever. <laughs> Some of us like uh, war crime committing slime. <laughs> Good thing to admit. The show's okay. I mean, I have watched it. I watched that movie as well. I'll probably watch this OVA at some point when I've got nothing else to do. There's so much to I mean, watch, some... so you don't need to. Yeah, there's, mm. I mean, there's a lot of stuff just on uh, Netflix this season. There's a. Uh, yeah. Onamusha and Pluto and Blue Eye Samurai, which you absolutely should fucking watch, and of course Akuma Kun. So mm. Akuma Kun, yeah, it's on there in bold. Yeah, it's just started. That just appeared like this week or something, didn't it? Uh, last week, yeah. Well, that, yeah. So Onamusha is out too. Oh yeah, that 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 dropped all episodes at once. Man, I hate it because like there's multiple shows that I started like um. The new season of Tokyo Revengers, uh, the mm. Undead Unluck. Like, I haven't watched them because they're not really in the same spot. I don't even think to watch them. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I used then, to have that problem with Hulu. I, like, I would forget about the show because it wasn't yeah. on Crunchyroll or High Dive. So, brief tangent, has anyone seen the Onimusha? Because I was looking at it. I was wondering if I yeah, I did. It. I saw it. It's Is it good? It's okay. 
Mm. Yeah, it's okay. Yep. It's it's very it's serviceable. It's not great, but it's a it's a mm. fun time. It's so weird that they used Mifune's face. Mm. Now, if you're, he the actor for which the first Sony movie? Well, he or? was he was no Toshio Mifune is the actor in almost all the good uh, Kurosawa movies. Oh right, like Seven Samurai and Yojimbo, and they used him as uh, Musashi, Miyamoto Musashi, which That's is like it's perfect casting. Weird because he's you know dead. Yeah, that's kind of messed up. I don't know, like I mean, he worked. I think they might have. It's so long since I played Oromusha. I just know that they kept. They that was one of their things. Like they always use an actor for their main character. So that's right. Why? Oromusha games are my favorite games of the PS2 generation. I adored those games. Yeah, they were fun. You know, it's got the gauntlet that collects souls, and mm. it's one of those kind of movies. You've seen these movies where there's a group of guys that start out on a quest or whatever, and then most of them are dead by the end of it. Well, okay. I can look. Forward it's that, to that kind of thing. Like as it moves on, people get picked off, and like he's trying to reach the goal, and you know, it's 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 pretty good. It's not as nearly as good as Blue Eye Samurai or or Kuma Kun and and the the Netflix drops this season. Mm. Yeah, here Watch Blue Eye Samurai for love of God. Okay. Uh, I, mean, I don't know if it counts as anime because it wasn't a Japanese production, but that show is so good. But it does seem like Netflix is dropping a lot of animation stuff, even though people have been saying they're not really doing it as much lately. But we're getting a whole I bunch mean, this month. Like, where did that come from? Yeah, they dropped all that, and then they dropped, uh, you know, the Castlevania, which is anime adjacent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, they're still it's going pretty strong, I think. And like you said, with your dad watching the One Piece thing, like there are people who are going to hit anime or anime-related projects on Netflix that would never engage with it on Crunchyroll. You know, that's one of the good things about Netflix getting anime is the the exposure to a wider audience. Too much to watch. Too much to watch. We'll have to put on the back burner for when it gets slow. I mean, last season, or I guess this season... Sorry, this year, the first season was kind of slow. So maybe next January will be kind of shit, and we'll watch that then. Mm. Yeah, it's worth watching. All right, uh, let's see. What else we got before we get to the news? We're already uh, going to talk about maybe a couple more shows. I do want to talk. I want to talk about Kuma Kuma for a second, if I can. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of cause it's funny they came out right around the same time as Pluto, because it's a very... Similar kind of setup that it's an old it's an old property being redone uh, again, mm-hmm. just like how Pluto that story's been done multiple times. This story, Akumakun, is a '60s manga that had a fairly well known, at least in Japan, anime back in '89, and now it's being done again. You know, a lot of these characters are like the sons of characters from that, mm-hmm. so it's kind of a sequel and kind of a reboot at the same time, mm-hmm. and. The animation, like design of all the characters, is extremely sixties. It's round heads, like goofy fucking looks. You know what I'm talking about? You know, that, everything is soft, curved. The kind of stuff that the things and manga look like in the sixties. Yeah, I but once, yeah, but the uh, the storytelling is is often quite dark. Like it's one of the, it's dealing with demons, right? Like like the guy he's called a kumukum because he deals with the intersection of humans and demons. It's kind of one of those things like outer limits where it's always hammering that the real demon is the humans. That mm-hmm. the real monsters were the humans the whole time, right? You know, demons take advantage, but the real evil comes from the humans. It's kind of it kind of cycles back to that story a lot. 
Uh, it also repeats the theme about uh, the difficulties between fathers and sons. That repeats a lot. But it's uh, I love how it looks. I just I love how it looks. Um, it, it's so visually interesting compared to a lot of stuff that comes out. You know, it kind of reminds me like it looks hand sketched, right? Like might, I'm sure they use computers to do it, but everything looks hand sketched. Like it's almost like you know, uh, it's close to like a motion comic almost, but it's got it's better than that. You know, it's, it's actually animated. It's just the way they, the aesthetic they chose to use. But it's just neat. It's such a it's a divergence of like modern storytelling with old school aesthetics, you know, and it's got a lot of occult stuff in there, which I always like. And it's just it's really cool. It's getting completely overlooked, but I think it's really cool. Yeah, it sounds good. We don't, it's nice getting like old school styles reimagined with like newer animation quality. So like, Yeah, if you watched if you ever saw the show Gigaga no Kitaro, you remember that yeah. at all? Yeah, I watched the whole it's thing. Just, it's yeah, it's the same. It's the same idea. It's like it's this old okay. property, modern version of it, but uh, you know, modern storytelling, old school aesthetics. Is it darker the same, than it um, the same manga author as that? I believe so. I think it is. Yeah, I, I have yeah. trouble remembering names like that. So I think if I would like that, it'd probably like this. I mean, I'm going to watch it at some point whenever I get a chance soon too. I think you'd both like it. Mm. Put it on the mm. list. God. <laughs> we got Kumukun, Scott Pilgrim. What was the other must-watch we got to add now? Musha. You should probably watch that. You, really, you said it was okay. It's the yeah. I mean, it's totally time. worth watching. Like, okay. I would like don't prioritize it. But when you have time, you're like, I need, I need a new thing to watch. Go watch that. The thing is, like that and Blue Eyes Samurai are both like CG shows, but mm-hmm. like it was really tolerable. Like, I'm a famous hater of 3D CGI shows. But like they've got, I don't know, whatever the technique they use for these shows, I was able to tolerate it. Like it looks a lot better. All right. Um, no, I mean, the Kingdom of Ruin you mentioned. Is there anything specific you wanted to say about that one? No, I just like, I hate that I love this show. You know what, do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, you should say that about almost everything you watch. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just, I shouldn't like this show, but it's so, it's like, it's all gas, no brakes, but it's like all gas and the brakes were never installed. It's like, if we yeah. took every. Edgelord bullshit, you know, uh, in 90s angst kind of idea for an anime. And we just went as far as possible. It's like, let's not just kill a bunch of witches. Let's have uh, the, the witches live on the moon and then all of them die so brutally that they got everyone's walking around in a pool of blood ankle deep for an entire episode. Let's have that scene where somebody starts talking and like rousing the, the, rousing the troops and then immediately gets their head cut off. Let's do that like a eight or nine times. Let's have six ca- decapitations an episode. No, ten decapitations an episode. That's too many decapitations. Uh, it's just like, let's have naked women running around and then exploding. Uh, it's, uh, it's fucking, it's just so ridiculous. It is the edgiest edgelord horseshit I have ever seen. And I love it because it, it's just, it has no chill at all. It isn't even in the same continent as chill. It can't see chill from where it is. <laughs> uh, it's it's got the worst vibes, but it's just every time I watch it, I'm like, I can't believe the continued escalation of the bullshit in this show. Like the guy, the main character from Eminence and Shadow, looks at this show and goes, "We guys need to calm down." <laughs> I fucking love it though. It's if you were uh, if you're a sick like me, and there are some of you that listen to this podcast. I know you are. Watch the show. 
It is uh it's it's a flaming exploding train wreck that's also hitting like a dynamite depot. Uh they like the first episode has a woman getting like publicly executed and beheaded and they hold the head up. And I'm like, "Holy shit, this is like th- we're we're 15 minutes into the show." I I you just confirmed that I will not watch this show. Uh you don't have the same problems I do, but there are other anime fans no. like me who roll around in the trash heap. Like this is like the stinkiest banana peel that the dog, your dog finds and like rolls around on. So much good TV to watch right now. What are you doing? I watch good TV. I watch the Kuma Goon. Uh, I watch Blue Eye Samurai, which is one of the best things I've seen in a year. Uh, I'm watching Freyrin after Doc threatened to have me murdered. You like it, though? I hope. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic! I love it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I drew some last artwork. couple episodes, man, were. This last episode where she meet where they meet the other elf, that was that was some heavy shit. That was mm-hmm. cool. I don't know. The, the it was kind of brutal. She's just like kill yourself, and they just like yeah. shoot her, like struggling. I'm like, I know you're evil, but man, this is rough. <laughs> yeah, she just like, cuts her own head off. I'm like, oh the shit. Or like she like her hair got like cut a little bit beforehand, and it just makes mm. it more real when stuff like that happens. It's hard to believe uh, this person, uh, the whatever madhouse is current. A uh, person to run in charge of it. They left to form Mappa, or the other way around. There's some ties in there. I forget. Yeah, everybody's connected. To everybody. So Is that kind of industry? Freelance working everywhere. All right. And then other than that, yeah, I uh, think that Jujutsu Kaisen continues to be incredible despite the horrible work conditions. I just the last couple fights have just been insane. And boy, howdy, they really don't care if any of the people in Shibuya get murdered. In the yeah. Okay. Of- like seriously. When it got to the end of the episode, I thought like, you know, in a lot of those anime, they're in like some kind of domain or altered space where everything goes back to normal after the fight. Yep. I was kind of, I kept thinking that was going to happen or someone with like a technique to rewind time or some shit was going to show up. Like, nah, they just full on blasted a hole in the middle of Shuya and all the motherfuckers are dead. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. I think, isn't this supposed to be like a secret? How are you supposed to keep it a secret at this point? There's a... Though I think this was like the first time where it wasn't really like kept under wraps because like the barrier, people could still see through it or something, and then tons of people were already in it, so they would have said. I something mean, even if you it. couldn't see through it, like eventually it'll come down, and part of Shibuya is missing. I mean, it's kind of hard to spin that one. That was a gas leak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there was a gas leak, caused an explosion, and that's why there's a giant hole in Tokyo. That's funny. Anyways, the yeah. fight looked cool, but at what cost? What cost? Yeah, those poor bastards. Yep. All I right. appreciate your work, though, poor bastards. <laughs> oh, yeah, at what cost? I was talking about Shibuya, but also the real people who uh, had to make it, had to draw all that. Uh, but yeah, let's, uh, let's move on. Plenty of options there, guys. You got plenty to watch. Let's get into the news. Dr. Kev, what's going on? What crunch your roll? So uh, the last few years, Crunchyroll has had uh, a manga service which is accessible via an app on devices like iOS and, and Android, which I think most people barely even aware, are aware that it exists. And Crunchyroll haven't exactly uh, publicised the fact that this thing exists. Well, it, it's not going to exist for much longer because as of the 11th of December, it is gone. Which is a shame, because although it's a pretty crappy app that crashes randomly, doesn't really 
um, keep track of what you've read. Um, it's got some things on it that you can't get anywhere else. So, in particular, there's a manga called uh, Spirit Circle that several people in Anite are particularly um, enthusiastic about. It's also got Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer, which by the same author, which you can't get anywhere else on planet with. There's also got things like Scum's Wish manga, Talentless Nana's manga. A lot of these have just not been picked up by any other publisher. They're not available on any other platform. You can't get them in book form. So once this service is gone, these have gone as well. So the only way to access them will be via sort of illegal services, which we can't possibly recommend. So it's a little bit sad. Um, but Crunchyroll haven't updated this app in years. They haven't done anything with it. Half the time it doesn't work. Um, and it just seemed like an afterthought anyway. So, yeah, it's going. It's a bit sad. Uh, I've got about 10 manga series that I now need to try and binge through in the next three weeks before this shuts down. Yep. Right. I mean, I'll, it's it's sad that it's going, but I'll admit that I forgot it existed. Yeah, a lot of people did. It used to have a lot more titles on it because um, it, it used to simulpub Attack on Titan. But then um, I think it was maybe earlier this year that uh, Kodansha removed all of their titles from Crunchyroll's manga app, which is a shame because that was a huge proportion of what was available. Um, so I'm not really sure who the main licensor is that Crunchyroll, uh, the manga that they still have is for. But um, yeah, it's going. I I have not used the Crunchyroll manga app in literal years, and I remember mm. it was dated even then. Like, yeah, this is one of those apps I just never got updates. Right, so yeah. Honestly, yeah. if if it means the stuff there gets licensed somewhere else, it's probably a good thing. Uh, but but who who knows if it will? Yeah, I mean, there's there's one manga that I've been reading recently. It's called Inside Mari. And it's by the same person who wrote Flowers of Evil. That one's a uh, trip. Yeah, it's bonkers. But the I thing is, I, I've been buying it in um, paper format, book format, uh, and volumes uh, six and seven are completely unavailable anywhere. I can't find them anywhere. At least nowhere that will ship to the UK. Barnes and Nobles have them. <laughs> but Amazon does not have them, and none of the other booksellers in the UK have them. So I, I'm quite... Uh, I'm quite happy I found that it's on the Crunchyroll because now I can just read the volumes I don't have, but then they're going to go away, so I'm not going to be able to reread them again later. Well, I mean, we can always buy it for you here at Barnes & Noble and ship it to you, I guess. Well, uh, I guess I might have to ask you to do that, right? <laughs> I'll do it. Maybe I'll get some things from the Sentai sales sent to you as well. There you go. From the hentai sale? What? Oh, the Sentai, oh, yeah. not hentai. It's quite different. Actually, like I was looking at that the, the Black Friday sale for Sentai. They got some real low prices on some stuff there. They really do. There's lots of stuff there that you can't buy in the UK as well. So they had a Sura crying for five bucks. I mean, that's that's a fucking steal. Nice. Every every time I I look at the Sentai sale, I usually am like, oh, I already I keep on buying these every year. I'm sure there's nothing left that. That there's like I get this time. There's this time. There's so much. I'm surprised. It feels like there's just a lot more than usual. Like there's a lot of new stuff that I, have, I haven't even seen on the sales. This one's a dangerous one this year. Probably clearing house because got... they know they're not going to be around much longer. Yeah, maybe. I spent so much money there last year. 
Did you watch all those Blu-rays? <laughs> I, bet I didn't even open most of them. All right. <laughs> Did you end up getting Thunderbolt? No, I haven't done that yet. I thought that you were is that wait? Is that on the is that on the sale? Because maybe I'll grab that now. You showed a picture of like your like a cart with to both copies of Thunderbolt one and two, and I'm like, oh shit, he's doing it. But I don't know what site it was that you were looking at. Oh no, it was before they murdered it. Hmm. I don't even know. If, if it migrated to Crunchyroll store. It's one of those weird things where it's like I don't think it's streaming anywhere. Like you kind of just have to get the Blu-ray. Which is why it kind of sucks seeing all these things go away, because there are some shows that you just won't really be able to watch legally, of course. Yeah, that's uh, that's why it's great those companies like Discotech. Yep, that's a reference everyone will get. People know what Discotech is. Children don't know what that is. I barely know what it okay. is. They save old anime. You know, they put out stuff like you know, uh, Lock the Superman and you know, Cobra. Stuff that me and Doc used to watch. Mm-hmm. I saw Lock the Superman when I was maybe about nine years old, and it scarred me for life. There was so much blood. But anyway. <laughs> I think they, they were the ones who did the uh, the, the new Aiko ones, too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Aiko Perfect Edition is amazing. I think the clarity really, on that picture. It's really good. And it's got so many extras and stuff on it as well. It's a wonderful Blu-ray. Mm. It's a shame that Bright Stuff aren't selling those to the UK anymore because they don't fucking exist anymore. Thank you, Crunchyroll, you bastards. Anyway. Got to protest outside Crunchyroll. Bring it back. That's <laughs> nah, all in San Francisco. I ain't going there. Place the trash heap. All right, moving on. Ray, what's going on with uh, the Yen and J novels? So, so right now, it's uh, Anime NYC. So th- there's a quite. I feels like Anime NYC is one of the bigger anime conventions. Uh, as a VTuber fan, there's a lot going on there right now, but not related. Uh, so, as a big anime um, convention, there's usually industry announcements. So, Yen Press and J Novel did their series of announcements for licenses they picked up. Um, Yen Press announced their releasing new audiobooks bungo stray dogs bacchanal reign of the sevens bellblades and they announced eight manga bungo stray dogs days with my stepsister goblin slayer a day in the life uh sword art online re Einkrad, uh the kept man of princess knight no game no life uh brunhold the dragon slayer that one looks cool i actually might might give that a read that's a white novel um, the God of Nishi Yuigahama Station, Giltone Bride, She Likes Gaze But Not Me, Friday, they've announced six manga. Beware the Villainous, the Villainous is a marionette, Marriage of Convenience, My Secretly Hot Husband, SSS Class <laughs> Revival Hunter, Tied to You. Um, My Secretly Hot Husband sounds kind of fucking... <laughs> Some of these are, are, are interesting titles. There's a few of them that, that look pretty good, especially the light novels. Um, now, that, um, now that Spotify does like free audiobooks, like, I'll probably listen to a lot more white novel audiobooks, especially when I'm like, driving like, to family or back. 
um, Wait, and, they do free audiobooks or is part of like Spotify well, Premium? Part of the Spotify Premium, yeah. Okay. From my perspective, it's free because I'm not paying another $15 a month to, uh, to whatever um, Audible. So well, yeah, I'm, the man in the audiobooks was, was a shot directly at Audible, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's huh. Ian Press and Jay. Uh, anyone have anything to say about that before we move on? Oh, it's funny. I don't know why I never thought about like light novels as audiobooks before, but I guess that makes sense. Uh, yeah, I listen to them a lot. Yeah, I, I really like them. I do have an Audible subscription, so I use my credits on light novels. I use my credits on sports books. I know that sounds really lame, but I do a book club. Um, okay. So that's that's what that goes to, and then. I'm I'm hoping that Spotify will allow me to cancel my Audible subscription. If not, I'll I'll have to do both. But and like if I continue Audible, then I'll have two books to to listen to: one from Spotify, one from Audible on the subscription. Listen to them while you sleep. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that works. <laughs> uh, remember when we had a book club? That was great. We should. We could do it again. I, I'm. I'm sure there'd be. I. I think it's just the the kind of books were the problem. If we get some <laughs> some better books, maybe we can actually continue the book club. Yeah, it's Pete's fault. I think with the uh, auto audio books, it, it helps get through. That that's a huge reason why I'm able to get through the book club. I would do the book club as long as you didn't recommend like really bad offensive shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I recommended a fantastic book. It's incredible. And then I, I recommended a fantastic book, and then the book club shut down before we ever finished it, which pissed yeah, me off because it's a great book. We should. And I worked really hard on the recommendation. Yeah, let's let's do the book club again. I, I think I think we should. Maybe we All can right. do like a podcast episode for the book club when we do the meeting. That would be good. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, uh, J Novel has their stuff too, and J Novel's fun because they get like smaller stuff, but then like it seem all their stuff seemingly gets picked up. But most importantly, Chivalry of a Failed Knight got rescued from Soul. Um, the others are Management of a Novice Alchemist, the Banished Former Hero Woods as he pleases. Nia Liston, the merciless maiden. The exiled noble rises as a holy king, befriending the... Oh my god, fluffy beast and a holy maiden with my ultimate cheap skill. Come on, light novels, please stop doing this. Oh I mean, no. Holy shit, was that the really the whole time? saint can't contain her power. Forget my sister, turns out I was the real saint all along. The Otome heroes fight for survival. Uh, water magician. Source state Adele, second chance. RVing my way into exile with my beloved can't, cat. This villainous is tripping. That sounds amazing. This villainous the, is uh, the anime from uh, from uh, a light novel of an anime that, that's airing, Butareba, the story of a man turned into a pig. Has anyone watched that? Is anyone keeping up with that one? Proton is the only one I know who watched it. I think he bailed. Ah, uh, you should have been. Ashamed. It's below even my line. Like I have a bar, and that's below it. Uh, Duchess in the Attic, uh, and then there's manga of light novels they announced. 
Yeah, yeah that's, that's anime NYC this year. Yeah, the, those are fun to go to. If you ever go into anime convention and you have some time to kill, swing by one of those like industry panels, and you'll see a bunch of interesting things you you wouldn't hear otherwise. It's a great way to get recommendations. I applied for a table and I didn't get in. <sighs> Not good enough. Maybe next year. What I, at NYC? Anime NYC, yep, in New York. Oh. Damn, that sucks. A lot of applicants, apparently. Hmm. Uh, Maybe I'll go to that instead of that AX. number. Hmm? How did they determine that? Is that numbers? I'm, I'm sure the crowds wouldn't be any better. It's New York. Uh, so they have Maybe a certain a number lot of tables that are available. And they curate the tables. They don't do first come first serve like other conventions. And after a few months, they just decided who they wanted to pick. And I don't know what it's based on. If it's like, oh, we like your art more, or people have a bigger following on social media. I'm not I'm really sure. I'm sure it's followings on social. Yeah, media. Yeah, it's probably following. Yeah. So that's what I thought. Impact. And then I saw someone on Twitter who had like three thousand less followers than me, and they're like, "Yeah, I'll be at MIC. I'm like, "Your art's okay, but." Look, I'm not gonna be a jerk, but why'd you get picked over me? I don't know. Well, you know, some of those people had connections. Yeah, you know, it's it's always people you know. I wouldn't be surprised if they were grandfathered in. Uh, who knows? I'm gonna try again next year. Mm. Do you ever if go to uh, SakuraCon uh, up in Seattle? Seattle. I mean, bringing like 150 pounds of paper to Seattle doesn't sound fun. Maybe if I have enough money at one point, I'll start like traveling the country. That's uh, in the cards, maybe. If if they do Crunchyroll Expo, come up here and that that'd be a good one to go to. They're us- that one's usually not super crowded, but they didn't do it this year, so who knows if they will continue. All right, moving on with the news. Uh, just a couple of sequels that I wanted to go over. Uh, first, we have Tower of Gods coming back to Crunchyroll, and I think July of next year. I thought this synopsis was interesting. Uh, It seems like they might be spoiling something here, but I'm going to say it anyways. Uh, At the top of the tower exists everything in this world, and all of it can be yours. You can become a god. This is the story of the beginning and the end of Rachel, the girl who climbed the tower so she could see the stars, and bam, the boy who needed nothing but her. So this is the story of the end of Rachel, apparently. Good. God, I hope so. It's horrible. That does mess it up. Sucks. I can't believe this got another season, man. Fuck you. Really? It was popular. I don't, I'm not surprised. It, it was bad though. Like, the problem was like the main characters, the least interesting people in the show. Yeah. But that's most shown in. <laughs> I know it's like the, the blue haired kid and the lizard guy were great, but just make the show mm-hmm. about those guys and fuck this kid and his girlfriend. Well, they have a source material. They got to follow it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I watched. I watched this with my kids, and they. You, kind of enjoyed it. I thought the ending was really stupid, but apart yeah. from that, it was it was okay. I, I might give the second season a chance, maybe. I I will, but I don't know if I'm going to love it. Yeah. I just desperately fun. wanted someone to hand Bam the book, She's Just Not Into You. <sighs> Sing the song. You know, like, just fucking get over it, bro. Whatever. I, I have no desire to see another season of this, but yeah. Whatever. At least it's not more God of High School. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, if we took that animation style and we got like the the side stories of uh, Tower of God and just take Rachel out of it, I mean, that'd be a damn good anime. Yeah, I mean, getting. you know, in, in in defense of God of High School, it did have the main character turn into the Monkey King and then God stabbed Seoul, South Korea with a knife. 
The last so, episode can't make up for the whole season. I'm sorry. I know, but it was. I mean, it did get a certain level of like this bad. is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Bad, stupid bass and stupid. But more importantly than that, uh, an amazing show that I don't think enough people have watched, The Great Pretender. I thought it was mm. just going to be a one-off show. It's getting the second season apparently. Um, there's a little synopsis of here. Uh, swindler, or I'm sorry. <clears throat> Self-styled Japan's greatest swindler, Makoto Edamura, is mainly targeting elder people and occasional foreign travelers, but when he tries to scam an apparently clueless French tourist in Tokyo, he can't possibly imagine what that what looked like just another ordinary job is going to take him all the way to Los Angeles, tied upside down to the famous Hollywood sign, and, oh, this is the first season, and That's he is yet to find out what awaits him. <laughs> yeah. So it's wit, and it's awesome. Uh, this is like... I think why Wit stopped doing Attack on Titan so they can do cool shows like this, and mm-hmm. I'm all for it. It's great. Yeah, I really enjoyed that show. I mean, the the ending of the first season was a bit of a letdown, but apart from that, the rest of the thing was fine. So I'm glad they're making more of it. Definitely didn't expect another season, so it was really cool. His character uh, designs from uh, Yoshiki Sadamoto, so I really like his art. So that's cool. Mm. Artist uh, Daichi Marui launched the manga adaptation uh, 2020. Okay. Interesting. I guess the manga went on hiatus. Maybe that's why we had to wait a little bit for the sequel. Uh, but yeah, be on Crunchyroll next year. 200 countries outside of China. Uh, 16 in the Middle East. But yeah, that's cool. We got some cool stuff to look forward to next year. Good we get on. The, Ooh, is ahead. Great Pretender banned from China? I guess the new season is not going to be airing in China on Crunchyroll next year. That's the way it's worded. It's about criminals, so I can imagine the Chinese government probably don't like that sort of thing. Yeah, and one of the characters looks like Winnie the Pooh, so... (laughs) Deep cut. Deep cut political joke. Yep. Requiem, please tell us your amazing news story. Okay, yeah, so in further bad news for people who don't want to only watch Crunchyroll for their anime... Uh, High Dive is whacking the service basically everywhere that doesn't speak English. The original announcement was just that uh, they'd stop making the service available on December 14th and access to the uh, website's library will be available through December 31st. And then that's it for any place outside of the United States, Canada, the UK, Ireland, and Australia. You'll notice that all those are places that speak English. So basically what they're saying is, fuck you if you don't speak English. And you want to watch High Dive. So great. Now we're so if you either watch stuff on Crunchyroll or you have the pirate now because High Dive doesn't value you. The uh, High Dive they started the like Amazon channel thing, right? Is that a thing in in other countries? Yeah, but it doesn't yeah. always have all of the stuff that's actually on High Dive service. Mm. It's, like curated or limited for some reason, or it has randomly missing episodes. Weird. Mm. Yeah, it has a. It has like a channel on Plex streaming service too, but I don't know. There's no news yet on whether that'll still be a thing or not, but your basic service, the app and the website won't be available outside those countries I just mentioned after the end of the year. So Dive's app is dreadful anyway. Oh, it sucks so bad. It's the worst. You can't even pause now because the the, the audio just plays on. (laughs) And then if you exit the stream, the audio still continues to play. Uh, the thing about the high dive app that blows my mind is it's not just like one platform. It universally sucks on every singular platform. 
I've tried Roku. I've tried Android TV. You know, obviously Android and iPhone suck too. It sucks everywhere. I, I don't get it. How do you make so many apps and not a singular one is halfway decent? Some of that Disney money. Come on. Makes them good. Apparently they are working on a new version of their app, so 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 I've heard, but who knows. God, I hope so. I, I just wonder if them buying the rights for Oshinoko just sort of bankrupted them. <laughs> and they're having to like really really badly cut back. I don't know. But they were bought by AMC. And I don't think they've made AMC very much money, so I wonder. Apparently if not, Jesus. No, I wonder if they're they're going to end up just closing it down and trying to sell it off. Maybe they'll sell it to Crunchyroll. Oh, yeah, they just sell it to Sony, and then you know the the inevitable will finally have happened. Five years from now, there just won't be any more anime. It's gone. And Sony will buy Katakawa, and then you know it'll all be one big vertical. Ugh. Yeah, so I don't have any better news than that. Sorry. Welcome to the world of cor- corporate consolidation. You just let us talk about food. You had to ruin it. You mentioned what that, that Flux know? channel. Yeah. Have you tried that at all? Apparently, they it's it's free, but it has ads. Yeah, it's the Plex streaming service is like uh, Tubi or Pluto TV. It's what they call a fast, a free ad-supported uh, streaming channel. Mm. Uh, so, so it's so like that. It has a channel. What you want to watch, or is it just a mm-hmm. yeah? No, they no, they show stuff. So you turn on the channel, and they're showing episodes, and you can watch them with ads. Uh, but you can't like pick which shows you're watching. It's like it's almost like TV. Yeah, yeah. Only well, you know, it's, not, it's not in the UK. I'm just on Plex just now, and I can't find a high life channel here. So it must only be in the US, probably. No, they said they added it in March. Like I've never actually seen it. I just know that it exists. Mm-hmm. Mm. Apparently, the like, fast channels are very lucrative. So I guess yeah, there's a big move. You've seen like a lot of movement, like starting new ones and shows getting moved off streaming there because they have ads, so they can make money on it. Yeah. And that's really what they want. They're like fast is what the companies. That's how they want streaming to work. You know, as we show you what we feel like showing you, and you have to watch ads. So, what are you going to do? The corporations ruin everything. Yeah. Socialism. Woo! <laughs> Everything's owned by the people. Seize the means of production. She's just have a political podcast. Why are we talking about anime? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about food. All yeah, right. Let's talk about food. All right. So. Uh, I think this was Guggsy's idea, actually. Uh, we're going to talk about our favorite anime food that is not from a Ghibli movie or a food-specific show, because I feel like those would have been all the answers, and I think we would have gotten more answers if we didn't do that, because we didn't we didn't get a ton of answers, but we did get some good ones. Um, let me go over here first. Uh, let's see. We will start with uh, Tenchi. Uh, while I'll probably never have ramen nearly as good or authentic here in the States, Miss Koizumi loves ramen noodles, arguably not a cooking show specifically. Got me curious enough to try restaurant ramen once I found a place that served it, and I'd love to try ramen at a more specialized restaurant sometime. So yeah, lots of ramen and anime. Uh, Tenchi's talking specifically about Koizumi. Um, the best say? ramen I've ever had was in San Diego. Um, there's like a Michelin star place there, and and I'll I'll never be able to get ramen better than that ever again. 
Well, I mean, if you go to Japan, one assumes you. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a Japanese. place in San Francisco that I like too, but like, yeah, ramen. I've been I've been hunting for good ramen here where I live, and I I can't find anything. There was a fantastic place in Vegas, but the fucking pandemic killed it. Yep, that happened to a lot of shops. Unfortunately, uh, I went to a place in New Jersey. It's a big Japanese market because they had a One Piece trading card shop over there. And while I was there, I got <laughs> some ramen, and it was okay. It didn't even impress me that much. Uh, I think Kunioban is like a small chain, and they had better ramen there. So, yeah. R.I.P. Ramen Abindu. Indeed. God, it was so good. It was so good. Someone will come back and bring it back to you. Uh, let's move on. Uh, this one, uh, let's see. Right, Zeno showed this Apple. What is this from? Uh, he just showed a picture. Uh, do you guys know what this is from? Some manga? It's, it's looks I wasn't sure where it's from. He, yeah. say, he just showed the picture. I don't know what this is from. Uh, it, but it looks like an apple just that's just comprised of juice. That sounds all right. It's like an apple juice solidified apple thing. Yeah, I don't know. Raisin's a weird guy. But, I mean, you asked him a food question. You knew the dangers. Yeah, I thought he'd say chicken nuggets, but he did not. No, no, no. It's only horrifying when he eat it when he cooks it. I was gonna say Mastering. when he eats it into the microphone, and I would say yes, but also that. Absolutely. All right, let's get past that. Uh, Ancient one says obligatory man. Uh, ma- man meat. <clears throat> Manga meat. <laughs> Look for it, Freudian slip. It shows up in so many things that you eventually just want to try it. And I would say a good example of that would be uh, campfire cooking with my absurd skill. I love. Well, yeah, that or like Dragon Ball. Like, how often did did Goku eat some of the manga meat? Big bone, round meat. Get that in One Piece too. A lot of that. A lot of that in Shonen's. I kind of, I do kind of want to try it. I'm not gonna lie. The bones just look, they look like really handy, like handles to just like tear into it. Yeah. Uh, right, Zeno mentioned he was talking about what somewhat diluted apple juice. The entire fruit, the entire damn fruit is made of solidified juice. Having really like, okay, well, I still don't know what it's from. It's okay. Um, and she also mentions Log Horizons curry. I'm not familiar, but uh, curry's pretty good. Uh, right. Zeno. Yeah, it's like a it's like a running joke in that show, if I remember correctly. Like how oh. much that fucking loves curry. I mean, I like uh, stew. Curry is just kind of like a spicy stew you put on rice, right? Yeah, Japanese curry is like that. It's it's pretty good. Um, Japanese well, curry it's... is is not really a so it's it's more solid than you'd expect. Um, it's usually poured on rice in Japan. Yeah, like in Vietnam, half right? in Vietnam, ours is like a soup. So curry really differs depending on where you're talking soup about. Is thick in America, two C's. Trust me. Yeah, and yeah, Indian curry, of course, is the same, but unbelievably spicy. Yeah. I went to an Indian wedding once, and they handed me goat curry, uh, but they didn't tell me it was like the, really spicy, and I almost died. I'm pretty sure I was. I think I died for about thirty seconds. <laughs> Like I like I lost time after the first couple bites. Like I don't know. I woke up and I didn't know where I was. Like that episode of The Simpsons when he eats that pepper. Yeah, basically. Like I basically saw the space coyote. Shit. Sounds pretty fun, actually. It was good though. 
Uh, Redzeno mentions Dragon Steak is an obvious one. Uh, oh, hey, he brings up Toriko. Is a cooking show and thus cheating. So the one I posted wherein blah, 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 blah. Still don't know what that one is. <laughs> We're going to get there. I asked if Toriko would count it because like, it's not really a cooking show. It's a no, weird fine. hunting eating show. But yeah, all the food in Toriko looks great, even though it's all bizarre as fuck. Is that the new anime trend? Hunting and eating? We're getting a lot of that, I think. Get the new uh, trigger one next year, in the Dun Delicious in the Dungeon or something. People love that. I I haven't seen any of it obviously, but people who rate read that love that show or that manga. So I'm kind of hyped for it. I can't wait just because it's trigger and it sounds like it's fun. Get to it. Here's another picture for Red Zeno, uh, grilled Tuchinoko and flower salad. Uh, I don't know what this is from. I think that was from Tariko. Oh okay. Yeah, Tariko was all about eating shit that doesn't actually exist. Ah. Now I can't know how delicious it is. Depends on how it's drawn. Ah, here we go. Someone else. Uh, let's see. Alistair mentions... Well, actually, it says Rin Tosaka recommends Tayaki as the best meal in Fate Stay Night, and it looks delicious. We, we had a whole discussion a about Tayaki. Yeah, that launched an entire... Yeah, the rest, the rest of it is is a discussion about Taiyaki and Okomiyaki. Um, yeah, Taiyaki... it got me and Proton off on a tangent about Okonomiyaki. I'll talk about Okonomiyaki for days. Yeah, let's let's me. do it. Let's do it. I fucking uh, love Okonomiyaki, and you can't find it in a. You can't California. find it any. There's a place in Little Tokyo in LA that uh, that ha serves Hiroshima style, and it's the best fucking thing. It's like. I need I need an, I need to find a place here. It's so hard to find a place that does like Okonomiyaki and does it like for real. Yeah, it's yeah, so it it, it's really so hard. It really is. But it's so good once you get it. And like, so... we had the argument. Uh, we had the argument of over like uh, Kansen style versus uh, like Hiroshima style, and I'm like, dude, it, they're both great. I one might you might prefer one or the other, but I'm not turning either one down. Yeah, you absolutely don't turn any of them down. But but yeah, I have a preference and it is the Hiroshima style. The yakisoba noodles under it is, is godsend. Yeah, no, I prefer Hiroshima style too. But like, if you give me Kansai Okonaki, I'm not going to be like, oh no, don't give me that. I'll be like, yes, please. I would like yeah. to have that. Yeah. I think Taiyaki, um, it shows up in a lot of things. Um, I think that the traditional paste, one, the, the, the peel of it is there's a lot of different fillings you can get. So it's just kind of a like a like a treat, like a bakery treat thing. And the real appeal is the filling. If you get a filling you don't like, you probably won't care for it much. But the fish aspect of it doesn't really do anything. It's just like an aesthetic. Um, yeah, yeah, but I think the reason it shows up is because it's easy to draw and it's iconic. And it's the kind of thing you get like from a stall when you're walking around. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love it with ice cream. Um, I think with regular filling, it's just okay. But if you get it like a good chocolate filling, it'd be good too. Sounds pretty sorry, cool. we, we hijacked that was that discussion shorter than I expected, to be honest. All right, there's a few others. Um, luck, talking about takoyaki too. <laughs> takoyaki, yakiniku, yeah, yakiniku. Oh my god, ayaki, ayaki, and takoyaki, very different things. Both good, though. Yep. Proton showing real food. Get out of here with your real food. Yeah. Anime food here. That was just a, a, a way for him to remind us that he used to live in Japan. 
Yeah. Wait, we shouldn't dox him right now. But definitely uh, message him on X or Twitter. He loves to hear from his fans. Right, just go to Yale and uh, run around yelling Proton and see who reacts. I could be a Yale. Proton <laughs> Storm. Uh, here Proton we go. Storm, where are you? Coda mentions Lucky Star, all those chocolate cornets. They made them look good. Yep. Yeah. Even though there's like very little art involved there, it still looks good. God, I love Lucky Star. I really feel like it gets forgotten. Well, it's older. Yeah, it's anyone who was in the the anime fandom at the time won't ever forget it. But but, you know, people nowadays, they don't know about it. I got the figments of all the girls and one of them, their hand broke off and I can't get the little nubbin out. I want to rewatch that. Uh, It's been a long time. It's it's so funny. It's still one of the all time great OPs. This might be my introduction to KyoAni. Now I think about it. I'm not sure. Um, also, Probably. Koda also mentions Yo uh, Yoamushi Pedal, which I think I watched like three episodes of, and I dropped because I thought. Yeah, what pedal cool. makes food look really good? It's 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 uncanny every time they eat or drink something because you know they're cycling endurance like runs. So they so when the they energy get to the, bar specifically. Yeah, when they get to the checkpoints, everything looks great, even when you know, oh, it's just this driest as shit energy bar. Yeah. The out of yellow petal, the the drink packets are like, oh man, that looks amazing. And then and then you get one, and it's like, oh, this sucks. <laughs> this is the newest flavor. Was a look. Just like no, when you should petal lie to me. <laughs> like when you're a kid and you're watching Popeye, and like they're drinking wine, and like, ooh, that looks delicious. And then you have some like, oh, it tastes like blood. While we're talking about Why food in anime that looks good but is super underwhelming in in real life. The fucking pudding, the Japanese pudding. Have it? Have any of you had that? No. It looks like yeah. It, it looks incredible. It is so disappointing. Every time I try, I'm I'm let down. I, I don't get it. Really? I, I think it's pretty good. I mean, it's like <sighs> well, were you it's not organic like it is in some of these animes. But we used to like it's... a very sugary pudding, and that's more of like a light flavor. Yeah, it's like that's egg true. pudding, and it's like. Yeah, it's like a custard. It's like flan. Like the first yeah. time I had mochi, I'm like, oh, this is quite, I don't want to say bland, but it definitely was less flavorful than I thought it would be. Yeah, Japanese sweets in general are pretty mild, especially in comparison to the super sugary stuff we get here in the West. Yeah, we don't care how fat we get. Give us that sweet, sweet. But that's the thing is they're, pr- they're probably right in that case. Yep. I like some okay. of the Japanese sweets, but I tend to prefer our stuff. But that's probably because I grew up with it, right? Yep. Yeah, but they have Pocky, though. They do have Pocky. I do love the fucking Pocky. I like a, if we're going by like Japanese uh, snacks like that, I, I would take a like a flavored Kit Kat over a Pocky. Oh, like a matcha? Uh, like a strawberry Kit-Kats? or a green tea Kit Kat or something? Yeah, that's some hit different Kit Kat, man. Those hit so differently. They're way better than the regular Kit Kats we get here. Even regular Kit Kats are still like an A tier candy. You know, when I was when I'm like five years ago now, when I was in Amsterdam, they had like Kit Kats that we don't get, and they were all better than ours. And I feel like yeah. we're just getting fucked on Kit Kats in America. Mm-hmm. It's it's like I guess Americans are more price conscious about snacks or something. 
Cause, cause all of our all of our snacks are lower quality, but I'm sure they're a lot cheaper. So that's probably why they they mass produce these things for like cheap candy. So that reminds me of the definitive candy anime, Dagashi Kashi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's great. I remember reviews being like, "Oh yeah, the food, my mouth is watering." I'm like, "It's just candy. I just mouth watering over candy." But they they looked pretty good. It's good. It's, it's about as good as candy's gonna look on anime. It looked a lot better in season one than it did in season two. I don't remember. Did it get way worse? No, just the, the animation got changed. I think they changed studios, and I I always thought the second season looked a lot worse than the first season. I didn't think it looked that much worse. Yeah, it might have just been an aesthetic thing. I didn't like it as much. It's a pretty mm-hmm. forgettable show. I just think it's interesting. I mean, concept. the, the fun eye candy show. wasn't the candy. That's true. <laughs> All right, let's go over what we think is good. And I'm, I honestly cannot remember the name of it, but it was like a there was a Shaft anime years ago, and it had some kind of cooking involved. It wasn't a cooking show, but it had a lot of food in it. And I think it has some a couple girls in the main characters. But uh, since it's not jumping out at anybody, I'm gonna mention the uh, the. The door to another restaurant. The door to another world restaurant. What's it called? There's like two seasons of that. Izakai in another world. Something like that. Yeah. Izakai restaurant in another world. Yeah. Yeah. There, there were a bunch of dishes on there that I really liked. It was a very, like, mild show. It, didn't, it was pretty much just like a slice of life where just stuff happened. And uh, every now and then the food looked pretty good. Uh, depend on what they did. Pretty much always looked good. That's it. You guys. You uh, liked it so much that you can't remember the name. <laughs> No, I do. I can't remember any of these things. Wish I could. Like I could so, go to Google and type it in, but I don't think I would find it by my poor description. Go ahead. Yeah, you gotta give us more than it's kind of like a cooking show with two girls. Well, I gave you the other one as a backup. It has a, the dragon girl. Remember, she's pretty cool. Dragon maid. I like Dragon Maid, but I don't. I don't remember the food too much in that one. Um, there's a one character where she didn't like talk. She just used telepathy. She had the black hair, but she was actually a dragon. Wow, I don't remember that at all. No all right. idea. No biggie. <laughs> you can edit this out if you want. I don't care. But uh, the food looked good. Uh, is Doctor Kev awake? Just about. <laughs> What do you think? What's an anime that's not really about cooking or Ghibli that you like the food from? So the only thing I can really think of is, um, especially in the manga for Kaguya-sama, Love is War, there are these bizarre chapters where Chika goes to various ramen restaurants. And I know they're the best. There's, and she kind of meets these, like, is it like the four ramen kings or something. And they're just, they're so obsessive and pernickety about all these different aspects of ramen and the broth and the way the noodles have to, the, the texture has to be. And I think well, that sounds like amazing ramen. Whenever I've had it, it always just seems a bit kind of soggy or slightly tasteless. So maybe I've just not been to the right ramen restaurants. Yeah, so, uh, the worst ramen tastes like instant ramen. Uh, it's yeah. not that impressive. Uh, but there's, you go there's, no good, there's no good ramen in Scotland. What a complete shock. Possibly not, no. I want to try some of this life-changing ramen. <laughs> it is, it is. Once you go to, once you find... I used to be like that. I used to not particularly care about ramen. 
but once you get once you go to a place that has like really good ramen, it, it's it it's incredible. Come out to California, dog. We'll take you to either Roland Heights or Little Tokyo, and there's like eleven uh, ramen spots per block. You'll get yeah. some you like. I would love to do that one day. Yeah. Oh well, there's not that many ramen places anywhere near where I live. If you want fish and chips or a curry, it's fine. <laughs> Don't want that at all. Note to self: Move to Glasgow. Open ramen shop. <laughs> well, but there are lots of them in Glasgow for some reason. Um, when I was but there, they're not last, good. Well, I, I didn't have a chance to go into all of them. I tried a couple of them, and they were okay. But, um, maybe if I was there for a couple of weeks, I would try a different ramen shop every day, and I'd probably end up quite morbidly obese at the end of that, or Don't certainly with high blood pressure. <laughs> be worth it. Hmm. Next. Yeah. Who's going next? Yeah. Who's I going next? At the same time. The the person whose name begins with R E. <laughs> <laughs> my, well, he's my... rock, so that must be me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, Shirobako made donuts look really oh, good. Don don donuts. <laughs> every time, every time I see those donut, like the donuts, it just made me want to go get donuts. And I think they 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 had the the mochi donuts, and I think that was the first time I saw the mochi donuts, and I really wanted to try that. I, I did eventually get to try it. Um, yeah, that's the anime that comes to mind. But the, the food that comes to mind is uh, yakiniku, which I mentioned in the, the channel. I, I've, I, don't, I might have had it once, but I, I don't think I have. Like, and, and that looks incredible, especially like solo yakiniku. Buy, like, go to a cheap solo yakiniku place. That sounds incredible. Does it taste like calamari at all? Or what does it taste like? Well, it's grilled meat. Cheap grilled meat. Like like taco, on, uh, like you know, octopus. It's like cheap meat on skewers. Yeah, I thought it was always yeah. octopus. It's really it's good. like Korean barbecue, except it's on like a wood grill. No, no, octopus is takoyaki. Oh, you you said something else. Yakiniku. Yakiniku. Yakitori. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All the same thing. Yakitori is also really good. There's 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 some places in Southern California that I I had absolutely amazing. There was a yakitori place in Vegas called Izakaya Go, and it's it's incredible. And they'll just keep bringing it to you until tell them to stop, <laughs> or they close, that, which is my case. What's that like pizza adjacent stuff that you put like on a flat frying pan? And then one of the girls on Ranma worked at a shop that did that. That was Okonomiyaki. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the Okonomiyaki. the the one we were talking about that we got derailed on in the channel. Right. Yeah, Ukio from Rama, from uh, Rama works at an Okonomiyaki shop. Yeah, and she fights with a, a pan that she cooks with. Yeah, she, she uses the the big paddle. She uses to flip the pancake. Yep, it's a tough word to say. I really want Okonomiyaki now. This is a bad idea. Uh, Rack, what about you? Well, uh, it's cheating because it's it's. Uh, I mentioned a couple. It, it is a cooking show, but sweetness and lightning made everything look good. Mm. Um, the sweets, they just had a show last season was called Sweet Reincarnation. All the sweets they made in that show were just like, oh my god, I'm licking the screen. You would too. But I would, yeah. yeah tasty, tasty plastic and, and uh, electricity. But not a cooking show, but a show about food was uh, Wakako Zake. Did you ever see that? 
she goes to, like the bars yep. and she goes pew. Yeah, she goes pshoo, and every episode is like four minutes long. But the because she's going to different restaurants every night and getting a different you know dish, and it just looks so good. All the food they draw in that show, like like I can't watch it because I'll get starving by the end of it. I'll end up driving all the way to Roland Heights just to get you know some shabu shabu or something. Did you watch the live action adaptation? I tried to watch it. I didn't like it as much. I, I the way the show looks is part like her how she's got that weird round head, even though they don't draw the other characters that way. Is part of the charm. I, also, the episodes were longer in the live action. I think that it doesn't work as well that way. Like it, the show works really well because it gets in, she like gets the food, it looks amazing, she eats it, she goes pashu, and you're out. Like it worked great that way. She goes pashu, they're out. Yeah, it's like boom, boom. Then she drinks some kind of you know beer, like. Because in that show, she goes to like an Okinawan place and she goes, you have, you get Okinawan food, you have to have an Orion beard. So now every time we're in any Japanese place, we just end up saying Orion beard. And of course, the waiters have no idea what the fuck we're talking about. Oh, no class. But uh, yeah, that's, that's the, like when I think food anime, that's like the first thing that pops in mind, followed by Toriko. Anime makes food look really good. It, it does sometimes. They got a passion for it. There was an anime you about know, like, bread making. It was okay. Yeah, it was a Yakitori yeah, something Japan something yeah. pans. I can't remember. I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And then of course there's food wars. What's that? No, no just something where they like their clothes explode when they eat. Every answer would have been food wars if we hadn't excluded cooking shows. I mean, there's no Thanksgiving anime, unfortunately. So we did our best. But uh, well, I'm pretty sure they don't do Thanksgiving over there. <laughs> no, I mean, but they can. They took everything else we have. I mean, they they took Halloween and they took uh, Christmas. Although they, you know, they're for, they're like, I don't know who this Jesus guy is, but we love Christmas trees and KFC. No, they love the missionaries that we sent over there. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, you guys love crosses, right? We've got some. Hey. Oh, Japanese history joke. Time touched on a lot of important things today but i think it's time to say goodbye and this is where the editor puts in the sweet piano music that slowly ramps up quietly. no it's later because yeah, it gets too loud oh okay i just assume that happens on based on the podcast i've listened to uh we're gonna wish dr kev a sweet good night as he's already tuckered in you were tucking into bed <laughs> good night so p.m for him he's just can't watch his CNN or 60 Minutes tonight. So <laughs> they didn't have 60 Minutes in, over there. How many minutes do you have over there? Uh, too many and not enough at the same time. All right. We're going to take you all out with Dr. Kev saying the alphabet backwards from Z. Go. <laughs> I'm too tired for this. Z. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Kev, Requiem, and Rekaze. I am Hybrid Mink, and we'll see you next time. And remember, Bye-bye. the premiere of China looks like we need to poop. Do not need to go dark again. <laughs> <laughs> We're banned in China anyway.